0: How's it going cheers it's going well what do you got waterloo there? again yep. What 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 flavor official sponsor oh lime lime not my favorite it is good though nice you know nice how's your coffee what do you got Sanka?
1: uh <laughs> I'm out of my normal yeah I'll plug these people for four sigmatic uh mushroom coffee oh my oh. gosh it's really good but I'm right. out of that so uh I had to I had to slum it at high v and get some Starbucks but it's the breakfast
0: blend, which is
1: always, okay. I mean, that's not it's, bad. yeah, I mean, Starbucks, it's what am I saying? It's That's pretty good coffee.
0: Always yeah, considered. it gets the job done. It's mm-hmm. uh, if, you're, if you're enjoying coffee with us today, I'm starting with a uh, quote, if that's OK, Jay. Oh, I have a really I have a really good quote for this song. Nice. If it weren't for the Beatles, I would not be a musician, says Dave Grohl. From a very early age, I love their groove and their swagger their grace and their beauty, their dark and their light. The Beatles knew no boundaries. And in that freedom, they seem to define what we now know today as rock and roll for my parents, for me, and for my daughter too. Love that. Uh, He continues, the song I'm proud to play with these great musicians. Now keep in mind, he's performing in front of Ringo and Paul. His band is loaded with Jeff Lynn, Steve Lukather, just Peter Frampton and here's, and Jeff, and you know, Dave Grohl standing there, he's saying all of this. The song I'm proud to play with these great musicians from the Yellow Submarine soundtrack is not one of the Beatles' greatest hits. Good point, he says. But to me, it's a quintessential Beatles rocker, Paul's rolling bass line, the trademark Ringo drum fills, George's gritty, distorted guitar, and that sound that only the back of John Lennon's throat could produce. Ringo patted himself on the chest, and pointed to himself to say me during his shout out. And McCarty nodded in affirmation when Grohl mentioned Lennon's acidic tone. This is for my mom's favorite band, my favorite band, and now my daughter's favorite band. And then they went on to play the song we're talking about today, Hey Bulldog.
1: Okay, I just have to say something real quick before we go further. Dave Grohl is actually why I chose this song. Really? Yeah, because I, I recently read an article where he's talking about his 10 favorite Beatles songs. And I actually yeah. think that his list, and I think it's this was number one, but I think his list is just where I'm going to go from <laughs> for the for my t- next 10 songs.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe maybe what we need to do is uh, put together our own 10 list because his is amazing. And I mean, I know you and I have talked about Dave Girl. I think we have mixed feelings about him. I I was not a Nirvana fan. I was a Beatles fan, even in the 90s when Nirvana was out. And I just thought they were trying to be the Beatles, right? I I was that lame then with the Beatles. Uh, But I discovered Dave Grohl through the Foo Fighters. And I'm a huge fan of the Foo Fighters. And I think he carries the banner of rock and roll better than anybody else currently. I mean, I think rock and roll is still alive because of him. And uh, man, the how do you feel about him?
1: Oh, I have, I have a ton of respect for him. I, I probably yeah. have more respect for him than appreciate his music in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, I I remember reading when Nirvana was big that, you know, they were just R.E.M. with a fuzz box. Um, ah. and, and that's huh. that's kind of dismissive. I mean, they, yeah. Kurt Cobain, pretty impressive songwriter, to say, to, to put it lightly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just... I, I, I've grown to respect him more as I get to know more about him. And he is yeah. certainly somebody who I would definitely have a beer with. Oh, my gosh. Because it would be highly entertaining, you know? Yeah. Um, and and uh, so I, I, I do. I have a lot of respect for him. More respect than like, oh, man, Grohl's music, you know, Nirvana and right. Foo Fighters. Right. I, I'm not a huge fan of either of those bands, but I do respect him very much. So
0: that's a, that's a great take. That's a great take. I mean, he loves McCartney like we love McCartney, and except he's gotten to hang out with him. <laughs> totally <laughs> like, right. I, I mean, hate him for that. Servana? I hate him for that. Are you kidding? Servana. me? Servana. Yeah. Let's talk about this song, man. This is um, well, we we know kind of what instruments they're using because we have actual footage of them performing the song in the studio. They were shooting a promo video for Lady Madonna. And, uh, you know, they kind of said, hey, we should just kind of record a song while we're doing this if they're going to film us anyway. Right. So we know that uh, John is on a piano, an upright piano. Paul is, to my ear, I'm not even, again, this is off the top of my head, definitely playing a Rickenbacker bass with a pick. If you listen to the ISO on that, am I right on that?
1: Um, I haven't listened to the ISO, but he's definitely got the Rickenbacker in, in the promo film, so...
0: Yeah, it's very apparent in that it's awesome. Uh, Ringo playing, what kid is that? What Ludwig kid is that? Do you have any idea? Oh gosh. I, don't, I don't know. I'm looking out of here. You know, it's one of his Ludwig, the drummer guys know. We're not, <laughs> we're not glossing over that. Uh, <laughs> uh, George Martin is producing this one. Okay. Uh, engineered by Jeff Emmerich, the dream team, right? Yeah. Lennon's double track vocal on that. Is this an ADT double? This is what the revolution in their head says. Lennon's vocal is double-tracked vocal. There is
1: some ADT, according to Jeff Emmerich, but I think he also manually sang it twice in some spots. Like, like I think he sang the main vocal, and then he and Paul are also, you know, unless that yeah. was, that could have just been staged for film, but, you know, they're, right. I mean, uh. The footage on the video of that of the two of them standing at the microphone, and I forget what line they say. Um, it might it might be wigwam, um, <laughs> but it's so cool watching how in sync their their mouths are. It's just like the it's a funny thing that I caught yesterday when I was watching <laughs> the, this.
0: They're like brothers up there doing that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. they're just having the time of their life. I mean, this is a weird time for them. Um, I, I want to go back to the ISO baseline. I I'm listening to it as I'm on my walk this morning and Paul is tearing it up on this one.
1: It is it is one of wow. his best definitely top top 10 baseline beatle wise for sure.
0: Big time. It is wicked. It's very reminiscent of the end of Lovely Rita, kind of that where he gets real funky on that. This is the but I I'm listening to it. I'm like, something is weird with Paul. And I looked up, I Googled randomly. This is a fun thing to Google. What drugs were the Beatles using in 1968? (laughs) And it did not surprise me that Paul allegedly was experimenting with cocaine at that time because it is a hyped bass part he's playing. It's wicked. I had to ask my brother, Matthew. I said, we play this live. Are you? He's like, yeah, I had to learn it note for note. And it's the toughest one. He says, I have a hard time singing and playing it because it's so... Yeah. Yeah. it is funky.
1: That's funny. Ooh. McCartney's nose always looked funny in this period. So that was, <laughs> must be why. I mean, seriously, that must have been why. different than I wonder. Yeah. I always thought, you know,
0: it's like, wow. this is the time when funny. they came, when he came out and admitted that they were using LSD, he came out on TV is kind of breaking that image. And that kind of makes sense. I guess, you know, I'm not a cocaine user in any way, but <laughs> I'm assuming Me that neither. you think I'll just tell anybody anything. I don't care. Uh, but his bass, man, it did something to his bass playing. It does not sound like anything on Rubber Soul. <laughs> Initially, when they were recording this song, John had a sitar. I don't know. Did you, did you discover that? I he was playing read a sitar that somewhere, yeah. Like it was a banjo and singing it uh, with a Northern English accent. You can kind of, hey, bulldog. Yeah. And it started as, hey, bullfrog. Bullfrog, but, yes, yeah. But Paul barks. You know, because he'd done the session a couple of days before. And it was, I can't remember the name of the song. Something about a dog. So he barks and it changes the direction of the song. These drugged out Beatles are my favorite. <laughs> Pre-India Magical Mystery Tour drugged out Beatles are so fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, this was right before they left for uh, India.
0: Yeah, this was, yeah, kind of the idea was they would re- release Lady Madonna and uh, have have something while they were out getting their business together in India, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it starts that way. It changes to hey Bulldog. And we have this rocker who plays the guitar solo. It it is <coughs> definitely in the in rock band, which this game is included, we always kind of when that game came out, we figured, well, this is the Beatles associated with it. That must be what they do. So in Beatles Rock Band, George plays this. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people go erroneously George plays the is it John or is it George that plays the guitar solo? It's a
1: great question. So I, I looked at um, Emmerich's book, and Emmerich claims it was George. Uh says something right. about uh, he got a new fuzz box, which I don't know what fuzz box that would have been at that period because there's no real new acquisition of fuzz box documented anywhere at that right. point in their in their gear acquisitions. Um, so not that,
0: not that we look at stuff like that or, <laughs> or, or own it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> or want <clears throat> to, no, never, never.
1: Um, so yeah, so, but Emmerich definitely, you know, like, I mean, like we've said, I don't remember what I ate for dinner yesterday and granted, you know, there was probably this idea that this is kind of important. What's going on with recording the Beatles? But nobody right. really remembers. I mean, probably the person to ask was Mal, and he's dead. You know, that's right. Um, so there's there's a couple people saying it's George, and there's a lot of people saying it's John.
0: Yeah. What does it sound like to you?
1: <sighs> the thing about I, I don't know. Like it doesn't sound like John to me.
0: Right. It plays like John, though. It plays like a John solo, but it sounds like George.
1: Right. George was really good at sounding like Paul and John. I mean, John didn't play a lot of solos, but um, he played some cool ones. I mean, he's Honey Pie, which is like this crazy cool little jazz solo,
0: is is supposedly him. him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's like... I mean, he definitely has the skills, I, you know, so,
0: I mean, what am I saying? Of course, but. Um. <laughs> it's a tough one, though. I mean, I think sometimes John's solos, I mean, we talked about it and Get Back. I mean, that's a really tough solo to pull off. Maybe kind of in the same way. It's kind of that same form. It's really just following the chords,
1: mm-hmm.
0: along. you know, playing along the chords, which is a very John thing, but it's real clean technically, which kind of lends its way to George for me, yeah. especially at this time, this period of time when J- evidently John was tripping 24 hours a day. <laughs> wow. That was also in the 1968, what drugs were the Beatles <laughs> using? Free <laughs> India, yeah. I mean, so I don't know. We don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know either. Yeah. John's, this is John's
1: a, sideburns in that video, man. Those they're are wicked. wicked <laughs> man. Ow. <laughs>
0: We, uh, we, <laughs> I'm telling you that version of the Beatles is super cool. That magical mystery tour Beatles. I'm into them. Yeah. Yeah. It just led me. Cause they, you know, this, this is a weird song for me. I don't know how this song is for you. Modern. I don't think you can kind of understand what we went through with this song. This is one that when we would see in the chord book, when we were little kids, we didn't know it. We didn't have access to it. When I was a little kid in America, if you were a poor kid, you didn't have access to this record. Maybe you heard it on the radio. Maybe. I don't think so. Right. This is one that the Beatles have, since 98th, <laughs> realized that it's aged very well. And they attached it back to the Yellow Submarine uh, soundtrack because it was not included in the American release. So even when we were little kids and would have seen a bootleg of Yellow Submarine, this would not have been included in it. Right. Right, right. So this—did you know this song very well when you were growing up? I had heard it a couple
1: of times before they released it, like in ninety, ninety-nine, when they re-released Yellow Submarine and 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 put right. it back in. And and so I was I was stoked to see this video come out, you know, because I knew the song and I liked it, but like it was definitely. One that I was not familiar with, you know. I just I w- I was aware right. of it, liked it, but probably had heard it maybe a handful of times as opposed to hundreds of, you know, like Hey Jude right. and 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 the quote unquote hits. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's the most obscure of 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 Beatles songs in a lot of ways.
0: I mean, I feel like I I totally agree with you. This is one that I feel like I learned. Like I don't know, I don't know how to sing this one. Like I know how to sing other Beatles songs that I've heard a million. And you know, I know pretty obscure Beatles songs. Oh I mean, yeah, I, that's interesting. I mean, yeah. and, but this is one that I, I've had to teach myself how the harmony line, we'll talk about that when you're performing this live. It's it's also not an easy McCartney harmony line to sing at all. Yeah. It's very different. He's, un, he's, he's sometimes above John. John. Yeah, which rarely happens. Right. And that doesn't, Yeah. <laughs> it, we'll, we'll get to that it's, at, at it, least is up a to really, this point. yeah but I, I don't know how people I think when we play this song younger people know this one like people younger than we are Interesting. are more okay. familiar th- with this song than say I, I don't know I mean this is Kevin Klamowski. if you were on here I'd ask you this might be one that he is not that familiar with because he wouldn't have had access to it like we didn't you know, if that makes I, I sense bet, in I a weird Kevin way.
1: had access to it
0: <laughs> <laughs> he had some underground, like he knew where this certain tree was in Iowa, like Shawshank. You know, <laughs> you dig it up, and the the reel to reels were there that were given to him by May Pang in a secret. <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, that's sure. why I I love that you pick this song because it it get, it gets so much love now. You would think this was one of their most popular songs. It's included in the. 100, uh, Rolling Stone. I think it's number 81, if I'm remembering correctly. Let me just double check. It's number 81. I mean, that's uh, higher than She's Leaving Home of 100.
1: Of the it's Beatles higher, songs?
0: Correct, of oh, okay. the best Beatles songs. It's higher than Back okay. in the USSR, Lady Madonna, Love Me Do, Rain, Good Day Sunshine. I mean, I could go on, but I wouldn't have cons. I don't, 10 years ago, if I was rating this song with our system, I would have been like, I don't think I know it as well as. Right. I know this one like I knew Inner Light, Ooh, if that makes well, sense. I, I, right? Like that's digging deep. We'd have to really struggle to pull yeah. that melody off the top of your head.
1: Yeah. Um, Interesting. We, yeah, um, yeah we, we play it a lot more now than we used to. We never used to play it very often.
0: No. Um, and it's younger people that request it. Typically. Really? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's, I mean, it, it is easily top 10
0: coolest songs to play live. N- there's no phone. doubt. We, we had an interesting uh, experience with this song. We worked with the university of Nebraska at Omaha with Dr. Tom Rowland's Beatle class. And we did, uh, we did an initial run where we did a song from every Beatles record, just like the Beatles and then we went back and did this one because we didn't have Yellow Submarine in there. And um, sorry, somebody was FaceTiming me on my computer. Um, we, we went and learned how to play this one properly and kind of note for note recreated the song. So we got to learn it that way. Man, it is awesome. The yeah. guitar parts really chunk along and it's, it drives and that James Bond part that comes out of left field. Isn't that great? Is there a cooler part on a Beatles song? (laughs) Right? That's that, you can't talk. Or as we used to say, you can't drink Fiji. You can't drink Fiji. (laughs) That part is so freaking cool. Oh, man. It's it's not even the coolest part. I mean, the the piano part is awesome. The guitar part that comes in, Paul's bass part, Ringo's drums. And as Dave Grohl said, John sings the hell out of the song.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Why is
0: this not more well-known? I, yeah, I don't how, know. How dare they consider... Well, they cut it out of the American release of Yellow Submarine because it was A, too long, and B, they used uh, the cartoons like the Beatle cartoons, and they cut it out. This is probably one of their best songs.
1: <laughs> what did John say? A quote, it's a good-sounding record that means nothing. Um, thought that was Again, I,
0: I take you back to the LSD, the continual <laughs> tripping. <laughs> Um, uh, there's something that we that I did learn in this song, in the talking at the end, uh, which is kind of spurred it becoming "Hey Bulldog." Paul says this thing out of left field, and I and, and I had to learn it because when we were recreating it, I had to say it. Look at me, man! I only have ten children. It's like <laughs> what? I, don't, I only got ten children, man! Ah! And they are so whacked <laughs> out of their minds. It's fantastic. <laughs> So they're isolated. The cool thing about having a rock band song, which this is, again, how this was included with that lump of songs and really this era of the Beatles all revolves around that look on rock band, if you remember that. You know, it's like this recording session, all that White Album stuff happens there. That's how much importance they put on the song later, but we get all these isos, right? You get to hear John's vocals isolated, Paul's bass the guitars mm, and that look at me man only got 10 children <laughs> so great. it's a great song uh what what did you find in your deep dive so that's that's
1: really cool i mean it's it's i believe it's the only video that exists of them recording like we have tons of pictures but it's the only video we have yeah. and so that makes sense that they base a chunk of rock band out of that um, which yep. is super cool. Uh, Emric says claims it's the last hot true group effort from the band, which I thought was interesting. Um, that is it.
0: That, uh, it's kind of you know we talked last time. I, I read that as well, and we talked last time about in "Get Back" that you could hear them jamming. Here's another song you can definitely hear them jamming. They yeah. are so locked in on this track. Yeah, that that that's a great take, of course. Yeah, from Jeff Emmerich.
1: Um. Now, okay, Here, let me ask you this. Did you find mm-hmm. out? So I, I found discrepancies as to whether Yoko was there during this session. Because Emmerich claims no, that I it didn't. was the last session that the Beatles had that neither had Magic Alex or Yoko. And I read elsewhere that it was the first session that Yoko appeared at. And that John was quite embarrassed about in... Uh, in, in Uh, Beatles as Musicians, which is a great book Mm -hmm. by Walter Everett, he claims Yoko appeared for the first time and criticized them all in the studio for using, quote, that same repetitive beat, which is interesting because John then suddenly does Across the Universe, which has a 5-4 measure. Now, he'd used that before in Good Morning, Good Morning, but then we also have Happiness is a Warm Gun, which is all so, over the place, right? That shortly after this, that right. comment. What's the new
0: Mary Jane? Sort of the same thing. That dun, yeah, dun, dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun,
1: dun. So I don't know if that I don't
0: hmm. know if Yoko was there or not, but uh, that yeah, is, that is you know what? I didn't find that. We don't see her in the video, um, right? And I don't think this, now again. We don't know, but we, we only have our lifetime of watching videos and stuff. When you watch the Complete Beatles movie, which I've seen a million times. I don't know if you've seen that one. I haven't seen the Complete Beatles, no. The Complete Beatles was like an early one that we had when we were kids. In this period of time, John was still definitely with Cynthia. Okay. Because when they when they go to India, when they meet the Maharishi and they're going to India, she's kind of left behind. Cynthia's left behind at that point. And John does not go to India with Yoko either. Yoko kind of appears after India when they get back. What do we know? Interesting. <laughs> Again, but we, not seeing her in the, I mean, I think that video is pretty telling of the Beatles at that time. And anytime you see Yoko after that, she is right by John. They're inseparable when they start. And I I don't see them starting and her being criticized. You know, that's a real easy for some. There are a couple of those Beatle dudes that do not care for Yoko. Right, right. And they kind of make up stuff about her or don't put her in a favorable light. Um, Hard to say in that case. I mean, I've read full books where the whole book is about how awful Yoko is. And it's like, just get over it, man. Right, I right. Come on, dude. Anyway. (laughs) So there is that. Um, But man, this song... I just couldn't believe how hard it rocked, and how I didn't know it. And I think I just keep coming back to the how did I learn this one? And I, it had to be when when Yellow Sub came out. It's yeah. awesome. Watch the video. There's so much awesome stuff about it. Continue, Jay. What else did you find? Uh, let's
1: see. So the mix was sped up around two percent, so it's it's slightly faster than than it was recorded at. So I thought that was interesting. I didn't know that. I That's mean, awesome. I can. I think you can typically play along with it. Yeah. You know. And B. Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that what key it's in? I, it's in B, yeah. I don't know. I just play the riffs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know keys. I don't know the music. I just play <laughs> it on stage. Uh, the piano part's kind of a variation of money. Yeah. Bum, bum, ba, da, 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 da. One of ten Beatles songs mentioning rain.
0: Interesting.
1: Uh, across the universe, God, fixing a it? whole walrus... Well, I'll stop there if you want to mention Well,
0: obviously rain.
1: Rain. What
0: well, you said fixing. Ah, yeah, gosh, I, go ahead. You're going to spout them off the top of your head. So uh,
1: I'll follow the good. sun. I'm um, a loser. Uh long and winding road, penny lane, please please me. Fantastic. God, that's a great take, Jay.
0: Um not oh, that anywhere I, I read else? It, I read it somewhere, not, so Doesn't matter. So You're not getting that credit. anywhere else, people. <laughs>
1: um the monkeys, who we know were, you know, Beetle big derivative. influence on the Beatles. <laughs> they have a song also done li- mostly live in the studio called "I'm Going to Buy Me
0: a Dog." The Monkeys, big influence on the Beatles,
1: obviously. Indeed. I'm surprised you didn't know that. Indeed, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Uh, what else? Um, oh, the cl- So the Bondy the Bondi climb. We also see that again in Glass
0: Onion. Same one. Same rise, it's similar great stuff. Yeah, by the way. Dun, yeah. Da dun,
1: da dun. it's great stuff. And uh, so, my, my last thing is mm-hmm. it's easy to call the Beatles the greatest band of all time. I mean, you know, I mean, Obviously. this is a Beatle podcast, so yeah. I'm not terribly objective, but so trying to think of things that specifically demonstrate why they're the greatest band of all time. They are the greatest, they have the greatest outros. Of any band oh. ever. So let's, let's, <laughs> let's think about Strawberry Fields Forever. That goes in a little place. Oh Helter gosh. Skelter with the fade out mm. and the fade back in. Magical Mystery Tour. Mm.
0: Hey Jude, which is the
1: I know it's a chorus technically, but I call it an outro.
0: Yeah, let's talk about the get back outro, the one that is included on the uh the album, if you will. Right, the yeah. Yeah. High heel shoes, low-neck sweater. Yeah, they are loaded with that. And then this mm. song. Just this a, one is
1: just an example of of them being unlike
0: anybody before or after, in my opinion. That's Jay Hansen's take, everybody. I, I obviously second that. They I mean this song is the perfect example of why they're great. This is one that I didn't grow up knowing. Right. And I feel like I grew up knowing every single Beatles song. <laughs> when they not. did the anthology, they didn't give you a lot of this stuff. This, this wasn't included on anything in the anthology. Right. In the book, which is the Beatles talking about, the, it's only mentioned in that it was excluded from Yellow Submarine because it was too long. Come on. And then they put it in Rock Band and kids discover this song. And it's a, you know, it just Wicked. it makes come back it is age you know we talk about aging well like queen is a band that i feel like when they were out they were they were popular but people didn't revere them the way they revere them because their music is just aging so well it's like oh it still sounds good you know and this is a song that as the we the further away we've gotten from the beatles it's like is there a song that we don't know that people would still love other than all of them and yeah it's this one hey yeah. bulldog yeah so good. Let's talk about playing alive, man. Oh, one other thing, it's also referencing uh, the in Full on the Hill, the chorus is in minor, yeah, yeah, and this is this takes that as well, yeah, which I would assume would be Paul's contribution. I would just assume as they were writing it that maybe that was what he added to the fray,
1: yeah, playing that, that alive,
0: cool. Man, you, what I love about it. We talked kind of about, I don't know, a couple of episodes, but maybe um, it was Old Brown Shoe, how I love that song, think would be a great opener. It doesn't really work in a set list very well because maybe people don't. You can open the show with this one. You can put it in your trio of three songs that get people hyped to start it. You can end an act. You can open an act. You can put it in an encore. You can, this song goes anywhere in a set list and it's badass, but you got to be able to play it, right? Yeah, yeah. Got to have that piano player that just pounds it out like John does on oh, blah, dee, oh, blah, Um, This one is it that? I mean, if you come out timid on that, it's done. <laughs> right. <laughs> you better have a drummer that knows how to throw down because, again, Ringo throws down on this song. Yeah. Try to copy it. You know, it, it, it's rock and roll. It's it's the Who is trying to be the sound after the song. <speaking> Paul's bass, come on, yeah, Jay. It's it's so good. It sounds good. It's wicked, and you got to be able to play that. Uh, the guitar parts. <laughs> talk to me about the solo. Just talk about playing it.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. So this makes me think. Score of... Score on this one. We we've talked about Mike Sacklar. I don't know if he listens, but we both. I know, hope he does. We'll he, send it to him. <laughs> we are huge fans of him. He 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 keeps our guitars and. Amongst his many incredible talents, he keeps our guitars working. And uh, so I think you posted a video on Facebook like a year or two ago of this song when we were doing it. And I had dropped the SG off, which I play as much as I can, depending on the songs. But I usually try to play this um, for this song. And so he said, dude, it was so cool because I was... I, I clicked on the video and I'm watching you play the solo note for note as I'm sitting here restringing your SG. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's cool.
0: Um, but uh, yeah, it uh, again, we had that luxury. Where we went to the studios. So we were able to work on the little intricacies, and you nail this solo every time. And it's not an easy one. No, again, it's It's, it's not. a tricky guy. I always it's a tricky one
1: live. I always add a wah to it. The ban out, nan out, now I put a wah in there. Just. It's definitely not there, um, but it just feels it like a little wah awesome. part. So, you know, <laughs> I do that. Um, yeah, I love playing this song. The James Bond—I mean, I could, I could do James Bond themes all day long. So, when it I, goes to I that, that that part, little too.
0: minor part, is so awesome. The trickiest part for this song, and I'm telling you that I just listened to Dave Grohl and Jeff Lyn do it, and they did not do it right. are the harmonies. The harmonies in this song will be amongst the toughest you will ever attempt to pull off in a Beatles song. And I'm talking over this boy, over because, because Paul is kind of making it up every single time, kind of like George does in Let It Be. And being, they start in the weirdest spot and then Paul goes under, good luck is all I'm telling you. And I had to teach myself how to do it. And that's a struggle for me because I just know these songs. You know, again, like we talked about just, Having it be my language with my brother since we were little kids, this is one we've had to definitely learn, and it's super tricky. And if you don't do it right, and I'm sorry, Dave, as much as I love you, Jeff Lynn, you guys were a little off. Uh, <laughs> not that I'm doing it right. I'm just telling you, you didn't do it exactly what Paul said. <laughs> Maybe that's not what you were going for, but with that band, you should have. Uh, there's stuff of us doing this song out there. It, we're always rocking. That's the other thing. It's gonna rock, so yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah. But scream it, baby. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, okay, now we get to rate this puppy, we get to put our glass onion rating on it. Good, good discovery, Jay. Thanks for bringing this one up, man. This is a real. Oh, good one. well,
1: thank Dave Grohl because I, I seriously, I read that and I'm like, okay, hey, Bulldog's
0: next. Yeah, he's okay. awesome. Yeah. Um, over to you, sir. Uh, I'll go nine one. Oh, that puts this <clears> in. It, this is a this is a quintessential Beatles song. This would be in all your playlists. Defend, sir.
1: Oh, just um, you know, it <clears throat> it's the perfect sort of, you know, I'm not tired of of the hits by any stretch, but I gravitate more toward the lesser known Beatles songs at this point, you know. Um yeah. Yeah. and this is this is a lesser-known Beatles song. Um, it rocks. It's probably <laughs> one of the most fun for me to play. Um, so that's, that's the high rating for me.
0: That's really high. Um, 20 years ago, I probably would have rated this song a 1.2 because yeah. I wouldn't have known it very well. I mean, that's just being honest. Um, now, yeah, I'm right there with you. It's a 9.1 all the way. It is one of their best songs to play live. You know, I talked to, we talked about struggling to find rockers in the Beatles catalog. This one's awesome. I mean, it's as good as back in the USSR. It's as good as anything John did in his early years, which I love that early John rocking stuff. It harkens back to that, but it's that again, that kind of drugged out (laughs) magical mystery tour (laughs) Beatles making it so awesome. It's, It's bluesy. Uh, people don't know it. And when you break it out and you play it well, people people's minds are blown. So yeah, 9-1 for me. And I even pre-rated this one as well, thinking, oh yeah, 9-1. Well done, sir. <laughs> I love doing this, man. So if, again, if you're listening to us uh, and we know some of you are out there, please uh, subscribe, like, I don't know what you do. Come on, man. We're Gen Xers. We don't know what's up. <laughs> we're, we just kind of understand this technology. <laughs> we're... (laughs) You young people need to teach us about it more. I wonder what we looked like in people's minds, Jay, everyone. I mean, I know what you look like and <laughs> <laughs> I still see you as 19, uh, no, nah, like 2002 Jay Hanson. And I'm, I don't know, I'm probably still me in high school to you, but we look <laughs> quarantined <laughs> oh, for at sure. this point. I don't know what we look like to you guys. You can write us and send us messages. We've gotten fan mail, which is awesome, Jay. Yeah, that is I'm nice. Enjoying what we're doing out there. And we, that's only because we love what we're doing. Uh, if you have a song choice, pick it. I get the next choice. And I'm going to go from. Oh, oh I just ahead.
1: read uh, last night. I, w- I was clicking on uh, Apple podcasts. We do have a request. Oh, please, sir. Yeah. Do tell. Uh, so, a gentleman or, or, or lady i do, i don't know um has requested.
0: So strong, a gentleman or a girl i
1: i, I, I don't, don't know i, I don't know <laughs> i don't recall
0: uh, <laughs> i couldn't tell from the screen name um has requested because wow yeah. excellent that will well that's what we'll do next we're All gonna right. go to abbey road my favorite beatle record a song that good luck doing it live baby <laughs> You better learn to do it acapella first because if one part falls out, <laughs> it's going to get ugly. Yeah. I love it. We're going to do because next. Yeah. Season two of looking through the glass onion. It's my favorite season. <laughs> I hope it's yours as well. Uh, info at Billy McGuigan.com. Uh, our website, Billy McGuigan.com. You can find the podcast there. It's all over. You can see Jay's smiling face my new hairy face. We're out of here, people. We'll talk to you next week with Because...